People who work in the media, the professionals, print or broadcast, it doesn't matter, the people who went to J school, they're constantly telling us that we should avoid reading anything on the Internet. Don't read anything on the Internet, they tell us. It's all crap. Everything on the Internet is bad. It's wrong. It's made up, don't you know? Don't ever look at it. Only read newspapers or watch TV because we get it right. We check and double-check because we have to be right, because people count on us to get it right. They can't live their lives properly, if at all, if we don't get it right. And we get it right because we're professionals. You can count on us. But please, don't read anything on the Internet because it's probably wrong. More than likely, it's completely made up. And if by some odd chance that you ever do get tricked into reading something on the Internet, we should double-check everything to make sure what we're reading is true and not made up because most likely it's made up. Or better yet, we shouldn't read anything on the Internet at all, ever. And we should only read newspapers or watch only approved network news shows because the people who work there are really smart and they make it their life work to check and double-check and triple-check their stories to make sure they're correct. Because if they ever write a story that isn't true, it makes them very sad. They're offended by stories that aren't true. They always write only things that are true, and they never lie to us. Never. Yet, many newspapers are having a hard time staying in business. And some television stations were failing miserably before Donald Trump was elected president. Now, everyone reads newspapers and watches TV news because they want to learn things about why President Trump is the worst president in history, or the best president in history, depending on who you watch. And many people say that they would love to have a source of news that is completely trustworthy. If that news source existed, they say, it would be a huge success and make a lot of money for the owners, a huge pile of money. Whenever I read or watch a story about how the media needs to straighten up and report only the truth, it seems that there's only one solution to the problem, and that solution is to get rid of Fox News. Once that happens, once Fox goes out of business, the news business will be saved. The world will be a much better place, and the only news sources that will be left would be the good and honest and true news sources, the ones who only tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, like the ones who gave us the Russia hoax. Newspapers have been hurting for a long time, for the last 30 years or more. People aren't buying local newspapers much anymore. The thing you hear the most about why people aren't reading them is because they're now reading things on the Internet instead. I don't find that to be true myself. In fact, it's because of the Internet that I can read even more stories from newspapers from all over America. If I want to read local stories from any city in the country, all I have to do is look up that local newspaper and read it. I like it that when my local football team, which happens to be the New England Patriots, beats a team from another city, I can read stories from the local newspapers about the win. I can even read stories before the game, giving all of the reasons why that other team will win the game. And then afterwards, I can read all of the excuses about why they didn't win. 
You know, the usual stuff about how the Patriots probably cheated. Of course, now with Tom Brady gone, I'm not sure if I want to read those articles in those other newspapers because they're likely going to be doing a little bit too much celebrating if we lose or when we lose. If I want to read articles from the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Omaha World Herald, I guess it just doesn't cover Omaha, but the whole world, or the Daily Gate newspaper in Keokuk, Iowa, I can do it on the Internet. So I guess the Internet isn't all bad if I can read the local newspapers in any city to get an idea about what stories they think are important. Unfortunately, some newspapers try to get you to pay some amount of money now if you want to read stories in their paper. I don't like to pay that money. Maybe I should because it would help them stay in business if I did pay something, but I don't like it. So usually I do a number of searches and try to find a different way to get that story for free. And a lot of times you can do it and you don't have to pay for it. Local reporting is generally pretty good whether it's in the local newspaper or the local radio or television station. They cover fires and car accidents and local political stories and murders and anything else that happens locally. You know, the old who, what, when, where, why, and sometimes how stories that everyone learns about in journalism school. They report the facts and nothing but the facts about the accident or the murder, and President Trump seldom gets blamed for them. If they could blame him, they probably would, but in most cases, they don't. I read all the time that it's the big corporate publishing companies that are buying up all of the local newspapers and ruining them. To a large extent, this seems to be true. I've seen many small newspapers gobbled up by big chains. They think that by cutting costs and sharing expenses, they can make a fairly profitable newspaper. They get many of their news stories from the wire services or statewide news agencies, and this saves them money because they don't need to pay reporters' salaries and health insurance and retirement benefits. But they still have a few people around on the payroll, reporters covering local politics and other stories, but as few as possible. I know that in the case of the local newspaper in the town that I live in, it was bought up many years ago by a chain. At first... Everything was pretty much the same. But then, little by little, they cut people from the payroll and they stopped writing a lot of the local news stories that gave the paper a real sense of community. And that was the reason why many people bought the local paper. It then became a regional paper, but it just wasn't the same. They used to have three reporters covering local stories, and then it was two, and then it was just a part-timer who also covered stories in other towns, too. It saved them money, and it probably saved them money when they didn't need to print my paper anymore because I stopped my subscription a few years ago, along with pretty much everyone else. And now you look for local stories on where else? The Internet. So is the new corporate model more profitable? Is it the only way to run a newspaper today? Is the lack of local reporting causing a loss of the sense of community we enjoyed by living in a small town? I wish I had the answer to that question because I miss the local newspaper that used to report in-depth about local issues instead of what passes for local news now. Clearly, corporate influence 
has hurt the news business, and local radio stations are disappearing all over America. There used to be a saying that if you could get a federal license to operate a local radio station, it was a license to print money. That's how profitable it was, but not much anymore. Too bad. They served a purpose, and they were a part of the local community. Today, it seems that everyone wants to listen to Howard Stern, and I'm not sure that's a good idea, or a bad one either, depending upon your point of view. And even large city television stations are struggling, too. Remember all of the big salaries of the local news and sports and weather personalities? All pretty much gone now. A few years ago, a lot of the big local news stories were about how the local TV personalities were taking huge pay cuts or even retiring. So newspapers and local radio and television stations aren't doing so well. It would be interesting if they could be revived somehow, but maybe it's too late for that. Can some genius come up with a local format that would be so compelling that people would watch and listen and read again? That would be nice, but I won't hold my breath. And how many newspapers and TV stations will go out of business when Donald Trump isn't the president anymore? Because you can bet that the next president is going to be extremely dull. I keep wondering when there'll be no newspapers in Boston or the suburb near Boston where I live. No Boston Globe and no Boston Herald, and it'll happen. They'll go out of business. The only question is when. Every time the newspaper is delivered late, I start thinking that maybe they folded, stopped the presses, and sent everyone home, wishing them good luck. Hope you find another job. Do they tell them to learn computer programming? But then the paper shows up, and I think, maybe they'll be here for another week or two, or some number of months, or even years. But not forever. They just can't last. And the paper seems to get smaller every week. And there aren't as many stories, and the national stories are the same in all of the newspapers. They're all from the same wire services. You can read them anywhere. And you hardly read any local columnist anymore. You used to look forward to local columns about people mostly, a lot of human interest stories. But you hardly see them anymore. Now you might see a letter to the editor telling you something insightful about a person who has recently died, telling you what made them great or notorious or sad or bad or whatever. But now you don't read anything about that person in the paper in a column because the people who wrote those stories have either been fired or laid off. A cost-cutting measure, probably. How do you get people to read your paper when you're firing all of the writers that people bought the paper to read? More and more, the reporters are recent college graduates with no life experience trying to write about things that are way over their heads, but they write anyway, badly, and with no historical or moral reference points. They write for not much money, but they don't deserve big money. But we're told, don't read anything on the Internet. The human interest stories have been replaced by the political stories or the celebrity stories. And it was always the human interest stories that you wanted to read. They were always compelling stories. What passes for human interest today is about social justice warriors telling us how America is such a bad place and we're all racist and homophobic and xenophobic and whatever they can think of. 
None of the uplifting stories that tell about the America that is the greatest country in history. And we are, without a doubt. And hardly any newspapers have their own opinion writers anymore. They're all taking early retirement or being pushed out by the corporate bosses. So they sometimes pay a fee for some national column or they find local political people and pay them a small fee or get them to write something for free. Or they find retired politicians to write columns or local college professors, whoever they can get on the cheap. I read two opinion pieces today in the Boston Herald, and it made me realize that they're not going to be around much longer. I've also noticed that the subscription for the paper has gone way up recently. I guess they figure that if enough people pay the higher rate, they might stay in business. It isn't going to work. I don't even know why I subscribe anymore. I think I'm just hanging on to the past. This has to end for them very soon. These two opinion pieces were just terrible. One was written by a retired newspaper editor and writer. His name is David Warner. His theme is that both sides are failing to lead during the coronavirus crisis. He was upset about the recent congressional hearings on the crisis, and he's correct in his assessment that they were a joke led by people who didn't have a clue as to what was really going on. He also says that from the beginning, there has been no leadership, except perhaps by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo? Are you kidding? I know this guy Warner is a Trump hater, but please, Andrew Cuomo? The guy who forced people into nursing homes and they died because of his stupid mistakes? That Andrew Cuomo? The second column was by a former Boston mayor, Ray Flynn, a decent guy who was also disappointed by the lack of leadership. Now, this is the same Ray Flynn, who is the former mayor of one of the most corrupt cities in the history of America, Boston, and one of the most corrupt states in America, Massachusetts. And he's sad because there aren't any real leaders out there. And Massachusetts, by the way, is still one of the most corrupt places on earth. Warner and Flynn say they both want inspirational leaders to come along. Leaders who give great speeches, people who don't raise their voices. They want people like Andrew Cuomo because his press conferences during the crisis have been very formal and quiet and so knowledge-based. Flynn wants a Gandhi or a Mother Teresa to come along to lead us because when they were around, I guess the world was great. I don't remember it that way, but it could have happened. Liberals always seem to be looking for people to lead them, and it's never a person like George Patton or Dwight D. Eisenhower. No, they were too aggressive, like generals. Why do they always want to be led? Why can't they be leaders themselves when we're in a crisis? But these opinion writers don't want to lead. They want to be led by Andrew Cuomo? I guess you get what you pay for. And when the people writing your opinion page are doing it for free, this is what you should expect. This is happening in newspapers all over America, and it's a shame. Every so often, you get a national writer on the opinion page, but all too often, you're getting people who are doing it for free, or some recent college grad who wants to write about social justice, or you get some Trump hater who thinks Joe Biden is a saint. So the local newspapers have fired all their good writers and replaced them with kids and people who write for free. 
and they're raising subscription rates at the same time. Are you kidding me? All things considered, I think I'll just cancel my subscription and spend more time on the Internet.